Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. I've forgotten how to start this podcast. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Greg Wah. In episode 77, oh. I'm going to tell you about the color from outer space. Then it's all aboard the SE2KB choo choo train. And I will that all. Was phone on the train. <laughs> that was me calling the train station to book my tickets. <laughs> And I will tell you what will happen if you sit alone in a room for too long all by yourself. It's shocking. Ooh. <laughs> if. So it's electricity? Yes, electricity. Okay. okay. <laughs> but before we get to that. <laughs> no, it's just. I was, I was completely shocked. I'm, emotionally. I was amazed. What have you been up to in the last week doing science-wise? Not much, not much. I've just been sitting around working out how to work out the speed of light using nothing but an egg. An egg. And a microwave. After all of last podcast's issues where we had to talk for an hour before we told people how we thought it was originally discovered, yes, yes. you have now managed to create an, an experiment with a microwave and an egg. Well, I didn't create it. it. I'll be honest, I didn't create it. But oh, okay. I didn't actually create the experiment. I had to go find an experiment how to do this and learn how to do this. But I've learned now how to calculate the speed of light using nothing but an egg. Does it matter what sort of egg? And a microwave. No, an egg does not matter. Quail? As long as it has... Well, <laughs> Crow? I, I, it wouldn't, I would say a bird egg. Ostrich? Something, something has white. has to have white. has to have have albumin in it. Lizards? I suppose it has albumin. I don't yes. know. I don't know either. You're the expert. Oh, ah. no, no. And a microwave. Any old microwave will do. So, yes. Like a, like a crow's microwave? Or an ostrich's microwave? Yes. You couldn't do it with a sous vide. It has to be a microwave. Right, all right. So, so we're talking old school. So let me paint you a picture. It's pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. So what you need to do. You need to take the, the egg and just take the album, the white stuff. That's what you're using. So you can just eat the yolks and get powerful and super strong with protein. But you Clever. Take, you, you, um, you take, so it gives you energy to survive this experiment. And then you need to get a bowl. I didn't mention the bowl, but it didn't sound sexy. But you have a bowl, a bowl that should just fit inside the microwave, or a plate, a plate, probably better. Yeah. Plate just inside the microwave. And then you need to spread the white out over at least 12 centimeters around the outside of the plate. So you have a strip of albumin around the outside of the plate. So, you know, probably, probably a couple of centimeters thick. And, and all the way around the plate. Thick. Uh, well, How many it, eggs are you going to use? No, 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 not vertically. I mean, from the outside of the right. plate inside. So just a line, a line inside. Yep. And then you microwave it. Now you only microwave it for thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, if it fully microwaves, you've spins gone too, around on the little plate. That's around the little plate. And, and uh, if, it, if it microwaves the whole thing, that you've gone too far. You want to just have it so that some parts have gone solid and some parts are still runny. So try thirty seconds, and then we'll put all in the show notes. But yep. you microwave it until you get some parts are runny and some parts are solid, mm -hmm. and then you measure. From the center of the solid parts, that's where the hottest parts were, the eggs, yep. the proteins were denatured. Yep. Most and became solid. And you measure between the solid hottest bit to the other solid hot bit. And That'd that, be the, the length of your microwave. Uh, no, it wouldn't. No, no, it's no, it, no. it wouldn't be. No, it, it'll be different for each microwave depending on the microwave, depending on the frequency that the microwaves come out at. Oh, okay. It'll actually change. Because there's it. a microwave range, isn't there? There is, yes, you have a range. That's right. So the spacing of the hotspots will be equal to one half of the wavelength of the microwaves. So basically, if you measure, let's say you measured it was six centimeters between the solid bit in the center and the solid bit in the center, mm -hmm. then the wavelength would be 12 centimeters for the microwave. So, yep. so now you have a wavelength. So if you have a wavelength, you just need to have a frequency and you can work out speed. That's, uh, that's how it works. F equals lambda on S. Oh, I got it the wrong way. F lambda C. Anyway, uh, wave, lambda equals FC. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you want to work out C, which is the speed of light. And mm -hmm. microwave is light. It's just a type of... So you just need a frequency. You cheat. You, che you check on the back of the microwave yep. and you find the frequency of your microwave. Yep. And then you have a wavelength and you have a frequency and you can calculate the speed of light inside your microwave. What? No, I don't... You have a frequency and you have a wavelength. Yeah, but why? How do you know? How do you know that the maths is right? Because that's that's the formula. So the frequency equals the speed of light divided by the wavelength. So yeah, the wavelength is how often the waves are coming out. No, the, no, no. The frequency is how often they come Sorry, out. Sorry, yeah, the frequency. Yes. And the wavelength is the from trough to so, from, from trough to trough. How do, so what does it say on the bottom of my microwave? Like six hundred. It will say your frequency is six hundred hertz or whatever 600 it is. Six hundred hertz. Whatever the number is. Yeah. So that means it, it happens. 
a wave comes out 600 times every second. Second. Yes. And Not that it's 600 hertz. But that yeah, yeah. wavelength is, say, 12 centimetres. Yes. So you get 600 times 12. So you, well, that's, these numbers are just yeah. you're pulling out of nowhere. So yeah. you say the frequency, so you take the, uh, the frequency you have and you have the speed of light, you divide it by wavelength. So in this case, what you do is you time, make it easier, say frequency times wavelength yep. equals C, equals the speed of light. Okay, so, so if it was 500 times 10, so, so yes. 500 yep. times 10, yes. that means that it's 5,000 centimetres right. per se- second? Per second, yes. And that's but how that fast a, light goes. Yes, but that, these numbers just pull out of nowhere, yes. Yeah. But when I worked it out, when I actually sat down and worked it out, I got a speed of light of 3.5 by 10 to the 8 meters a second. Now, that is pretty out. <laughs> When I did the maths, because uh, it's about 2.97 by 10 to the 8. So it wasn't a factor. But that's of... massive, and I only got to, like, 5,000. But yes. What? Yes, but you just so, pulled numbers out of nowhere. I but don't know what... what's the frequency of a microwave? They're, like, 600, aren't they? Or 700? No, 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 or... no, no, I just said I just pulled the number out of nowhere. Hang on. Did you check the... Hang on. Let me just check my notes. Let me check my notes. we got a microwave in the kitchen. That's right. Okay. A micro... but the microwave I used had a frequency of 2,450... Megahertz. 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 That's oh, where, I did I okay. mention the megahertz. Sorry. Megahertz. Right, okay. yes. Million hertz, yes. So 500 coming out a second is, t- is not yes. very warm wouldn't at all. Many, no, no, it wouldn't be, very, very, wouldn't be a microwave. Then. Now, could, yeah. I, could, I, could I help you out with your experiment? Yes. Because I don't think you should have one of them plates that spins in there. It, and this is the problem when you do the experiment. Yes, the uh, scintillator that, that spreads it out actually spreads it over a wider area. You're right. It does What's change. What's a scintillator? It, it, the scintillator is the part that spreads the beam out. The beam, oh, okay. The beam splitter. Okay. Uh, so a spreader. So, yeah. It's, oh, it's, okay. Mm. Well, but the plate goes around so that all the food gets into yes. a spot at one point. That's so right. you've got to get rid of that. It, bit. To make it better, yes, you should just remove that. Well, bit. you wouldn't. It would cook the egg in... Yes, it would be, yeah. It would, wrong. Yes, and you wouldn't right. be able to measure properly. Yes, that's right. So these are things you're taking to. I wasn't going to tell you all this part because it's part I had to discover for myself as I did the experiment. But it's pretty cool that with a normal household item, you can, you can work out the speed of light. It's pretty amazing. I was, I was impressed. So it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And it's something you can do at home with your kids. If you've got kids, you can do this experiment. We'll put them in the show notes. You can use this experiment in the show notes. You can mm. try it yourself. And you can show kids there's a relationship between frequency and wavelength. You can show a wavelength to kids, what a wavelength actually means mm. in the real world. You've got to be safe. Practice safety. Yes, of course. Yes. Put, maybe put in a gl- cup of water into your microwave when you do this so that you're not... Blowing that. up your egg. Yes. <laughs> I d- didn't... Practice safety right. in my sciences week. Uh, yes, what did you got? This is a story, not so much from the last week, but when I was in Scotland, up in the it's Highlands. Weird. When I was in Scotland. When I was in Scotland. They have this thing, this atmospheric phenomenon in the Highlands of Scotland mm-hmm. in the summer called midges. Midges. Yeah. The little teeny, teeny, oh, tiny yes. little flying bugs. Yes. Tiny little bugs love carbon dioxide, mm. love a bit of blood. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're born, they kind of eat vegetation and stuff. Oh. But they fly around, they eat vegetation, and then they give birth to like 50,000 little tiny baby ones. Yes. Or they bite you, or they bite cattle, mm-hmm. and they drink blood, and then they give birth to like 20 million babies. Like the difference... Creepy. Because they've got all that extra nutrition and ah, protein and stuff yes, that yes. they can just serve up, bil- like well, not billions, but Eggs. heaps and heaps. Mm. So it's in their best interest to do that, even though it's very dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. Now, they occur en masse. Right, yes, and they it's not like It's not like a couple of mosquitoes getting mm. around at you. Like, there are hundreds just batting themselves against your face mm. and your hands, and it is just that is unpleasant enough. Mm. But then they also bite you. <laughs> Your monkey brain just freaks out and tries to bury itself underground to get away from them. <laughs> like, it is a really distressing situation. Lots of whiskey. Or mm-hmm. you can get insecticides. <gasps> so there's one that we bought that's DEET. Right. That's the proper insecticide that right. the military developed in uh. World War II for fighting in jungles and stuff. But it's not as good as CSIRO's AeroGuard. Probably isn't, actually. It's, <laughs> in fact, I can tell you why. Because I went, okay, so I'm getting attached by these midges. I'm going to yep. spray this stuff on my hands mm-hmm. that are exposed. I'm going to spray it on my face, right. which is exposed. And so I sprayed it on my hands. I sprayed it on my face and went, oh, God, I'm blind. <laughs> oh, ow, ow. This is not good. So It's tear gas. I had a look at the side of the label and it says, don't spray it in your face, you crazy Australian. (laughs) It says, spray it on your hands and then wipe it carefully in your face, avoiding your eyes. Yes, right. And mouth and mucous membranes and anything. It's very bad stuff. (laughs) And this this stuff, it's it's part acid. (laughs) It's part chlorine. (laughs) 
It sounds like a war crime. I felt very silly because everything felt hot. <laughs> yes. Every mucous membrane oh. I had felt hot. Oh. And I talked to people afterwards and they said, well, actually, a lot of people don't really go in for that anymore because mm. it is a pretty gross substance and you've kind of got to wash it off after a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> like it says on the label, yeah, use it, and then as soon as you don't need it anymore, just get to wash the it sea. off. Get and to the fact, sea. If you can get away with not using our product, probably <laughs> that would be safe. There's a, literally a warning label saying, "Danger! Do not use this product for its intended purpose." <laughs> Unless absolutely necessary. You crazy, crazy, crazy bastard. And so what they're doing is they're, they're now getting this moisturiser. Mm. And the moisturiser is not poisonous or toxic at all. Mm. And they rub this stuff on it. And this special type of moisturiser, it doesn't absorb into the skin mm. as effectively. And it sort of sits on your skin as this sort of slick layer. Yes. And the midges come down and they can't get a purchase. They can't sort of... <laughs> they can't grip onto you and then... Whoa. And then bite into your skin. Uh, they sit there and they, they kind of get stuck in it. So you get covered in these little teeny uh, tiny bugs but uh, none of them can actually bite you because they can't figure out where you are in the slime. And they just bite, bite each other instead. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It kills them all. They could be only one, one giant midge. They'd be a maxi. Probably pretty easy to kill because they're invisible too. <laughs> You walk out there, you go, oh, no, no midges, no midges. You start breathing a bit of CO2, yep. and then suddenly you're getting bitten, and suddenly there's the things right in front of your eyes, but they get 20 centimetres away from your eye, they're too small to see, and they all vanish. <laughs> Insect ninjas. So where do you live, Dan? What's your address? Uh, f- <laughs> four oh. <laughs> okay. Phone number is <laughs> oh, four, oh, four, <laughs> one, oh, hang on, oh, one. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah. Now that's that get that we've got your house and we've got My your... password for my bank account is <laughs> capital L no, no, no. four. Stop, stop speaking. So we've got your house it's your house and your street and we've got your suburb. Keep going. Keep tell me your address. Okay, okay, okay. So Brisbane. Brisbane. Good. Keep going. Southeast Queensland. Keep going. Mid to southeast Queensland. No, no, to be Queensland. Thank you. Yes. Be sensible. Yes. Keep going. Oh, sorry, what podcast are we on? Just 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 bear okay. with me. Australia. Yes. Keep going. Southern Hemisphere. Sure. Keep going. Chad 8. <laughs> Fine. Chad 8. Good. Keep going. Otherwise known as Earth. Earth. Good. Keep going. The solar system. Uh, well, yeah. The, we, the Chad system, maybe. Yeah, but, yeah I suppose. Uh, yeah. Solar system. Keep going. Ooh. Um, uh, the Milky Way. Good. Keep going. Uh, there's, a, is, there's some sort of quadrant, isn't it? Isn't there a galactic quadrant? <laughs> or is that Star, Star Trek? I think it's Star Trek. Okay. Universe One. <laughs> Universe Prime. Oh, that's very Universe Prime central of you. Okay. Coming back. There was something called the Virgo Supercluster. The Milky Way has been considered to be part of this cluster, gravitationally bound cluster of galaxies. That's what I'm talking about. The quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, a quarter. That's right. Of the rest of everything the, else. The Virgo Supercluster. Very no, big supercluster. It's yeah. a very big. It's not definitely not a quarter of everything. But that's what we thought we were. That was our address, basically, the Virgo supercluster. Yep. Now astronomers have gone, oh, we just realized that actually there's this tendril from the supercluster that goes out to this much larger cluster of superclusters. Oh. So what we thought the Virgo supercluster, which is a cluster, a supercluster of galaxies, a yep. massive cluster, is actually one small part of an even bigger supercluster of superclusters. Oh, my goodness. So it's just We thought more. we were on the tip of the octopus, but we're just on the tip of the tentacle. That's right. We are absolutely. So this thing, they've decided to call the, the Laniakea, which is Hawaiian for immeasurable heaven. But they have measured it. And... <laughs> hey, suck it, Hawaii. <laughs> so like, oh. Where are your tiki gods now? <laughs> so Laniakea is 160 million parsecs across. That's 520 million light years across. 520 million light years across, which is crazy. Million light years. It's just, your brain just and goes... And Galactic Central Point is... 100,000 fi- light years across. And then you took it 520... 200,000. I think it's 100,000 from, from side to side. About Wait, what's the Monty Python song? Uh, it's it's a hundred thousand. I think it's a hundred thousand light years side to side. Sorry, it's a hundred thousand. Thank you. For, yep. Yes, it's yep. hundred five hundred twenty five hundred twenty million light years. This whole Laniakea and contains the mass of a hundred million billion stars or suns or chads. So, well, 
That's not how it works. They're stars. Oh, you don't call them all chads. That's the whole. That's the whole oh, point sorry, of sorry, naming sorry, our sorry, star sorry, is because sorry. it's the one chad. It's sorry, not it, named no, you're right. so that we can discern it from all the others. You're as bad as no, the no, people no, from no, the no, Nature no, Podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Steady on. No, no. Why we do that? Sorry, I didn't because mean when people that. when people are <laughs> when people are measuring things, they do measure things because what uh, some stars are much much like one eighth the size of our of us chad, and some are like four hundred times bigger than chad uh, mass wise. So a lot of the time we do measure things as the size of the sun. This would be 500,000 oh, solar masses. See. So Chad masses. I wasn't really wrong. Okay, you, yes. weren't late. you weren't saying all the stars were other Chads. No, no, you no. You were saying that the mass, the mass added up yes, to would equal 100 million sun. billion Chads. Mm, the yes. Earth's sun yes. and 1 million billion right. of them. Yes, so okay. I'm not as bad as an edge of podcast. We need to... Just, okay, whoa. sorry. That's, that's one thing. So we live in Lanier Kia. That's, that's our kids. And then you write the universe after that if you want to get exciting. Now imagine if you took all those stars... All those stars, and you worked out their colors. So you took like a like the color of the of the galaxies. So yeah. All those galaxies. What color is the universe? Oh, not bl- and not black. I'm going black. I'm not talking about the not talking about the blackness no, no. between them. It's the, all this luminous, the, the luminous matter. Yes. So what if you add up is all of the different wavelengths of light that yes. are being broadcast everywhere. Yes. And took so an average. You've, and took an average. Yes. So down one end, you've got infrared and then red. Yes. And then... Talking visible light here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. red, Reds. all the way through to purple. Blue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, blues and... Yeah, yeah blue. Hang on, indigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah blue. Yeah. Blue, you're right. Purple. Ultraviolet Ultra, there, well, so... It goes, it goes Roy, Roy Javier. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Yeah, yeah so violet. violet. Okay, so yeah. red to violet. Yep. You would expect, I would expect... Mm. That it would be bang in the middle between red and violet. So if it mixed all the colours together, what would that? What would that? Well, give if you? all, well, if all equally, if you mixed, oh yeah, if you mixed them all together, then mm. you'd expect them to be white. Yeah. But if there was any imbalance yep. down one end to the other, it would get a little bit pinker or a little bit bluer. Yep. So what's, what's your guess? You're absolutely right. You're spot on the money. It's okay. amazing to watch. Okay. <laughs> is the is the, no, no no that was a, that was a compliment. Um, <laughs> is it slightly blue or slightly redder? If you had to pick a pick Not, a color, what pick color? Instinctively, would you pick? I want to pick completely white. But mm-hmm. maybe you're right. I uh, maybe I'm right. But doesn't the color get? Shifted, or we're not thinking about the no, shifting no, we're, of color. We're talking about the colors we can see from our point of view right now. So things that are very far away would be red shifted. Wouldn't yeah. everything be going away from us? So well, a lot a of the, not, no, not everything is. Not but, everything but is. But on average, oh, more things are moving, more away, things from moving us. away from us. Yes, which means it's going to shift into the blue. It's going to blue shift. No red shift. Red shift. Red shift. <laughs> so I'd say I gave him no hint. I just let him down. It's a little, <laughs> a little bit more pink. A little pink. Well done. You, you're not exactly the right reason, but you were right. It's a beige. I'm showing Dan the color of the universe. Beige. It's beige. The universe is slightly beige. No. It is. No. This yes. explains everything. <laughs> it's slightly beige. Now it's nothing to do with the red shifting. It's got to do with the age of the stars. The younger stars are normally hotter and bluer, and so the hotter they are, the more bluer they are. So Young, vibrant stars like blue, 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 yeah. and smaller stars are normally redder, and older stars become redder as well. Oh, like red so, giants and stuff. Red giants, that's right. Yeah, we also yeah. get small red dwarfs, which you can you live a long time. Yep. So the universe when it first started would have been slightly bluer. Could have been like, yay, we're blue stars, Woo! and then they all died because a bigger star, brighter star, dies quicker, and leaving the older, redder ones to hang on, doing their thing. Do do do. The universe is slightly redder, just slightly, slightly redder. So it's a really nice, well, it's actually pretty boring latte. It's basically a latte beige. They're calling it the universe. Versus latte, latte beige. beige. Can't they find a better name for that? Well, it's funny you should say that. People have suggested Skyvery. Skyvery? So Sky, your sky, sky Ivory. Ivory. And also Univage. So beige for the no, universe. Univage, Skyvery. It's actually about, latte. It's latte beige. Intergalactic pearl. I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, but, I, I've been colorblind. I don't care. And <laughs> you're all packer bastards. There you go. Because uh, <laughs> I can't see the... I mean, uh, that, that's not white, but it's not, you know... The only reason I know it's not white is because... I tried to see what it was like to be colorblind the other day. Mm. What I did is I looked at the sun. <laughs> no, that's not what I did. Oh, Don't worry, I squinted. Um, no, stop. What I did was I closed my eyes and then I looked at the sun and then my eyes were all red and yeah. I tried to saturate my cones with red light until it kind of just it tired them all out. I see. So I tried to tire out all my red cones and then I went back inside and opened my eyes and everything was kind of like... Oh. 
all the red was stripped out. Right. When I looked at red stuff, it still looked pretty red. Yeah. So. You, you still could, your brain can still understand what red is. Yeah. yeah it doesn't make the way. But it was pretty interesting. You can go experiment. online and type in colorblindness and mm. see what picture how it will I know, but I wanted to experience it. Oh, okay. So, um, well, you is experiencing it, changing yeah. the hues. The weird thing is, I've now got this weird black circle <laughs> that everywhere that I look. Hey there, welcome back to K-Rock, your first choice for crocodile-related music and culture, putting the bite back in your Saturday night. Let's take a listen now to the new hit single from Fareptile Williams. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say It's safe to drink from this pleasant lake There's some freshwater pooling in this pretty place Chase because I'm stepping step along if you eat some gazelle from head to hoof. Because I'm stepping step along if your nature is red and claw and tooth. Because I'm stepping step along if you know I'm stepping this is to you. Because I'm stepping step along if swallowing is easier than to chew. God damn it, they've called us out. Who? Our listeners. Really? Yes. They're onto us. Quick, quick, scorched earth bottles and burn everything. Do you remember when we had a bit of a laugh? Uh-huh. At Dr. Emoto and his rice experiment. Oh, yes. Do you remember what you said at the time? Uh, I said that Dan would do it the experiment. You said, if... we're going to do the experiment, yes. if one of our, but only if one of our listeners does the experiment. Oh, yes, yes. They, they wouldn't do that. For a month. They, would, they wouldn't. So that what they're going to do is they're going to get four jars of rice and they're going That's to right. be nice, be to, nice one. to one and yeah. mean to one and, and not engage with one. Yeah, and then just talk, like, read the newspaper to one. You underestimate Ooh. how petty and stubborn <laughs> our has listeners someone done are. It? You are familiar with our listener, Michael Barnes. I am, yes, yes. He has written in before. Well, now he's written in again. Good. With an entire experiment. <laughs> so much wasted time. He's recreated the rice experiment. Yes. So what he's done is he got a, a kilo of uncooked rice, mm-hmm. mixed it with tap water and cooked it for 30 minutes and then put them into jars. Mm-hmm. The jars were rinsed and washed mm-hmm. in a proper environment that requires yes. them to be rinsed and washed properly. Okay, yes. And labelled A, B, C and D. Right. Okay. Jar one was read the alphabet mm-hmm. each day. Right. Jar B was told it was hated, despised, disgusted, and informed that it would die alone, unloved, unmourned, and unnoticed. (laughs) Jar C was left to stand for the time, ignored. Mm -hmm. Jar D was told it was brilliant, elegant, excellent, glittering, impressive, outstanding, transcendent, glorious, noble, majestic. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And then he's gone day by day for 30 days. Oh, my goodness. Can we link to all this information? Oh, yeah. I'll be posting it on the website. Oh, wow. Now, what happened is in Dr. Emoto's experiment, he saw that they had used open beakers Mm. to hold the samples. He realized this on day two. Yes. Day two, he saw B and C bubbling. Oh, okay. Because they were fermenting. Yes, yeah. So he decided to leave the lid slightly ajar. Yep. Uh, Almost a joke. And (laughs) because he had no interest in seeing the jars explode and kill everyone. Fingers on the throat equals death. Okay. Day three, bubbles in all the jars. Day four, very weak, sour odor. Like very dilute vinegar and piss. (laughs) Not unlike... I haven't read this bit before. Not unlike some of the cask wine I drank at university. More bubbly's odour, now a poorly maintained sharehouse toilet with whiffs of sulphur. 
Day six, all bubbling. Day 10, sample D was found to have a small grey-green mould fungus on the surface. Day 15, samples continue to bubble. Sample B is discoloured orange. Right. Stained orange. There are photos. Yes. Day 24, bubbling has ceased in sample A and B. I no longer smell the jars because I almost threw up the previous day when I intended (laughs) to smell them. So then the bubbling starts stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mould contamination occurred in number D, so now they're both orange. Yes, good. Final results. Mm-hmm. Number one, they are another set of data to add to the study. Number two, <laughs> do not try to use odour as a measure, or if you do, get a machine to do it. Mm-hmm. Contamination is observed in my experiment and in Dr. Emoto's rice experiment, I believe it is far more likely to have come from the air rather than a product of any emotional waves. I base this on the fact that in both mine and the doctor's case, the samples were open to the air, but in Miss Carrie Poppy's experiment, where she kept the samples closed, no such contamination was observed. Sure, sure. So what do we find? Does being nice to rice make it make it not spoil? Well, B and D. Yes. B was told it was hated. Yes. And D was told it was loved. Yes. And they're the ones that had uh, an orange contamination. Oh, so it's them. emotions. Being emotions. Emotions ruin everything, good or bad. So basically, Is that what discovering. Not only have you made us have to do this stupid and worthless <laughs> experiment ourselves. There's no such thing as a worthless experiment. But, no such thing. No such thing. But we've actually added to Dr. Emoto's research that emotions have something to do with it. Well, no, we discovered good or bad, it makes no difference. Talking to them is what uh, we, we could assume that would be something. We, well, that's an assumption we can make. Well, no, you see, we can't make any assumptions at this point because that we've just got to be open to the results. Yeah, I mean, that's right. But yes. I'm pretty sure that... The prediction was that a positive emotion would lead to less spoilage. We have, yes. we have proven that wrong. Well, this experiment has shown that to be incorrect. Yes. That prediction is not correct. Yeah. So we that, now we have to do another experiment where we would say, does any emotion, therefore... So you'd have to do different I, emotions. I think what we've discovered is that we can't let these things be open to the possibility of, yeah, of contamination. Yes, yes. yes. I think that so far all these experiments are very bad and that we need to do it properly. Why didn't the other two become full of fungus? Like, I mean, if it was in the environment, the ones that were being in a newspaper or ignored, they didn't get fungus in them. So if it's in the same environment, they should have all got fungus. You'd think so. Maybe. Maybe there's other reasons. We don't know. Maybe it was an acidity level difference. Lots of different reasons. I think we should get some plastic containers. And, well, we have to redo the experiment now. Yes, and we have to seal it up entirely. Seal yes. it up. So thank you very much. It's brilliant. Thank Michael you. Michael Barnes. Michael Barnes. How amazing is that? How dedicated you are. If, <laughs> I'm delighted. Dan is disgusted. That'll be two emotional states we can use next time. Greg, look at what I made. A blanket. And you made it yourself? Sure did. I'm really proud of this. I hand-wove the thread and everything. It looks gorgeous. Such intricate detail. And look at the way I wove these little SE2KB logos into the fabric. That's amazing. And here, I wove tassels into the edge. Feels lovely. I I just wish I could weave faster. Then then I could make a blanket for you really quickly. Aw, that's really sweet, man. If only I could weave 24 hours a day, you could have a handmade blanket of your very own. That's really thoughtful, but... It's okay. I just love touching this blanket. It's so soft. And touch the detailing. Here. It's gorgeous. You, you are so clever. Stop. It's it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's wonderful. You're wonderful. This this is why I want to make you a blanket quickly. You, You get me. For heaven's sake, you two, get a loom. Dan. Yes? You are alone in a room. Oh, God, you're with a ghost the whole time. (laughs) Not right now. Imagine that you are... Oh, God. (laughs) You are alone in a room just by yourself. Okay. And you are left there... Stop. Put your clothes back on. What? I thought I was no, alone. No, 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 it's a thought experiment. Okay, I'm thinking. <laughs> Put your mental clothes back oh, on. Come on. Anyway, this is the point. You're left there for 15 minutes. I can't. I'm totally naked. Would you, <laughs> would you enjoy that experience or not, do you think? 
by myself for by yourself, 15, 15 minutes, minutes. Oh, alone room. And would, you, would that be considered a, a positive experience or a negative experience to you? All there is is a chair that you're sitting on. That's it. There's nothing on the walls. They're, they're all oh, universe, latte, univage uh, walls <laughs> and uh, nothing to look at, nothing exciting at all. No, no that, would be, that would be a negative. That would be a me. negative? Yeah, I don't like that. That's what most people... There's been a test done about this very thing. At Harvard and the University of Virginia have done an experiment where they got people to go into a room and sit down for 15 minutes. And then ask them whether or not they enjoyed the experience of sitting by themselves for 15 minutes. And 50% of the responders said, no, they didn't. 50% said, yeah, it was fine. It was positive. I do not like to be left with my own thoughts. I hate that guy. <laughs> this is the interesting point. So they said, okay, this is interesting. Is it just this room? So then they said to people, sit at home for 15 minutes by yourself. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at television. Just stare out. You know, don't even stare out the window. Just stare at a wall for 15 minutes. And more people said then they really disliked that. They didn't have a positive experience at all because they felt that they were wasting time because mm-hmm. they were sitting there. Also, 30% of the responders said that they cheated and took their iPhone out at some point and played you know, Angry Birds or Flappy mm. Birds or whatever bird game is popular when this podcast comes out. So people cheated and they, they cheated quite quickly. Then, so they said, okay, it seems that people don't like to be alone with their thoughts. As you just said, everyone hates that guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be with, that, with your thoughts. Yeah. So then they took Although the- I'd rather do that than watch Mulholland Drive again. That was awful. There we go. So <laughs> I've never seen it, so I cannot, I cannot possibly comment. Then they added another level. They said to people, sit in this room. Yeah. That device in front of you, if you touch it, will give you a nasty electric shock. Oh. I'll see you in 15 minutes. No, no, we're not messing around. It's a nasty electric shock. Bye. And walked away. What they discovered was that two-thirds of the males had <laughs> electrified themselves within 15 minutes to avoid the tedium of their own company. They removed from the data one guy that gave himself 190 shocks in 15 minutes. No! Yes. And a quarter of women gave themselves a jolt. Even when they were told, it's painful, don't touch it, leave it alone, back in 15 minutes. Then they asked them, why did you touch it and did you enjoy the, any of this experience at all? And people said they were so bored that they just thought, why not? I'm just going to electrify myself. I'm going to give myself a nasty electric shock, normally more than once. So human beings, they find their own thoughts and they find being alone quite awful. We're such a social creature. And so the idea that smartphones and that sort of stuff are actually taking away from our experience of life is actually rubbish. We relish, the words they say, is it's been shown that distractions such as a smartphone, we relish that destruction. We're always looking for something new to look at and to experience. There's something that really warms my heart that on such a deep level we're such curious monkeys <laughs> that we will go don't touch the electric device says, don't touch the electric device you go oh, I wonder what it's like yeah, touch it must be terrible <laughs> but now I want that information in my head <laughs> and down my spine <laughs> How do you do 190? I'm not terribly sure. But uh, that's, that takes dedication. But I'm human beings. I love you to Maybe death. he couldn't <laughs> let go. It's like, <laughs> oh, 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 help, help me, help me, help. <laughs> 14 and a half more minutes. But Master Yoda, it's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm? Well, you should not, for my ally is the Force, and a powerful ally it is. All right, so, so how should I approach this then? Your mind you must focus. Drop out of it thoughts, you're all. So, sorry, I, I didn't quite follow that. Your focus thoughts drop of out of your mind. Are you okay? Well, not... I am feeling so. Your face is sagging. I may need a moment to sit down. That actually sounded more grammatically correct than usual. A clocked stop. Right twice a day it is. Oh my god. I think you're having a stroke. Not the first time it is. This cane think you do why need. We 
tend to go off on tangents a little bit on this podcast. Do we ever? Okay, but it's time mm-hmm. to get back on track. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. It's not Thomas the Tank it's Engine. It's Thomas the Tank oh! Engine. <laughs> a listener called <laughs> Philip Muir said, uh, you guys are smart, but are you smart enough to explain Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> Does the driver have free will? Mm. So we're going to have a talk about how a, a biological creature <gasps> like Thomas the Tank Engine yes. could evolve. That's right. I mean, he's, not, he's not biological, is he? Let's start off with... Well, you know what? Yes, he is because he's got a face and it's human and, he's, and features and he has feelings and emotions. He's okay. a sentient creature. All right. Then let now, me... Give me give, I've got an idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going oh, okay. to say... No robots. No, no, he's not fine. a robot. No, he's fine. not an artificial so intelligence. He wasn't genetically biological? created okay, by. All right. Anyone? Evolved. How he evolved? How evolved. did? How did? How does a race of trains evolve? Gotcha. Okay. Imagine this. Imagining a beach. Mm-hmm. A very warm climate. Very, I'm naked already. Very, <laughs> stop it. You're very well. You're not there because you, there's no monkeys. There's no monkeys. No, no monkeys. And it's a very warm climate. A long time ago in this world, and there's something coming out of the water, <gasps> and it's creeping up. And it's is it a fish? It's not a fish. Well, by definition, no, no, it's not a fish. By yes, no. It's okay, not, it's a crustacean. Okay, it's a crab. Okay, and the crab because they can come water and they and they they come to the shore and they slowly. As time goes on, they evolve. Mm-hmm. They become the dominant land predator, and the great and big crabs, land crabs, land crabs everywhere. And the whole world is built off instead of being fish coming out of the water. Yep, it was crabs. Okay, and so we instead of having four-lobed fishies, it's everything's evolved from these crabs, mm-hmm. and that's what Tonks the tank engine is. He's actually a sentient crab descendant. So they have legs. You never seen his legs? He's underneath. They're hidden. That's how he moves. He scrapes himself along the ground. Like his legs come out like, mm-hmm. and so to begin with, of course, they just wandered around. Then they could put on more armor. They they started to become soft and squishy, but they remembered their old and what they like a hermit crab. They could put themselves big shells. So as they got more technologically advanced, they started to build shells for themselves. They had these shells. Oh, so it's a hermit crab. Yes, and they moved to new shells. Yes, but uh, by building these. So it's a smart hermit crab. Yes. who could build his own shell. Yeah, well, they're technological creatures. Like, and he builds his own shell. Or something can build the shell for him, which it looks remarkably coincidental like a train mm-hmm. and it lives inside if you looked inside there it'd be all of pink pulsating flesh it wouldn't be like a, people having tea nice and after a while they realized they couldn't go too fast they had little crabby legs so they invented wheels and they probably invented wheels way before this and they put wheels on their shells and instead of going well they didn't have access to rubbers and things like that they just had steel they're good at smelting mm-hmm. and they sort of had tracks everywhere tracks here and tracks there and tracks all the other places tracks all around up and down up and down up and down and up and down all over and they, they basically they're just crabs running along tracks on their wheels so supporting their weight with the wheels but using their legs to and if you could ever watch Thomas the Tank Engine now without cringing, you're a braver human being than I. That's an interesting idea that Thank you've you. concocted there. Thank you. It's nice. It's nice. Mm. Could you mention possibly the interaction with humans in that one? Oh, well, the thing is. Yeah. The thing is. Yeah. The thing is. Yeah. Once they put themselves on tracks, uh-huh. they could get everywhere in the world, but they couldn't get off the tracks. But they needed to get off the tracks because they could go anywhere in the world. They built tracks everywhere. And one day, humans turned up. Mm-hmm. The fish evolved? No, 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 no. I mean, like, from outer space. Like, we flew there. Right. In a right. Because now it's the future. Now, we've obviously gone from the past okay. into the future. Okay. And humans came down like, my God! And they just subjugated everything because they could just step off the track. They, they came down. Yes. In spaceships. Yes. And yet, steam locomotives are there. They're not steam. Sausting. No, they're crab it's running, locomotives. Running on, running on okay. its legs. Just happens to put smoke out the top. It's giving off some heat. Its waste product is, is Wait, an aerosol. Okay. Yes. An aerosol waste product. And humans easily subjugated them because they could just step it's off the crab track. fart. It's crab fart, basically. Okay, yes. yes. And, and the humans could easily subjugate them. And, I mean, it was, it was like a colony. So the spaceship landed. They couldn't get back. It was like land. Right. And, oh, my God, there's these crabs. And they took them over very, very easily. Or they made a symbiotic relationship where ah. you take us around from point to point. Yeah, let's go with that. Symbiosis is much nicer than, than war. And they went, we'll look after you. We'll take you place to place. All you have to do is put really, really energy-dense hydrocarbons into my belly pouch, and then I will turn that into energy 
And then basically the humans are kind of like the, almost like the parasite, not the parasite, sorry, the symbi- symbiotic creature that feeds them. So it's kind of like the opposite of a remora fish with a shark. Yeah. It brings the food to the train, the train crab, and the train crab runs really fast and it takes the human where it needs to be. Yeah. Yes. That's nice. my, there you go. I think that makes sense. I, I certainly love the hermit crab one. Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Thank you. I did I did not go off in that direction. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. In my world, mm-hmm. the tracks are a naturally forming part of the environment. Oh, okay. And so you, what you do is you have these creatures mm-hmm. that evolve in this area. So mm. you've got a train, the ancestor, ancestor to the trains. Right, yes. And they evolve at the same time as the human creatures. Oh, right. So the human creatures evolve to bring them the food, the coal. Oh. And the train creatures... We both went the same path that way. Yeah. Yeah, And the train creatures Mm. have evolved to take the humans to more coal and more human food. But what were they? What, what, what are these train creatures? We have nothing on our planet that is train creatures, like a brontosaurus? What it's, is it? Oh, it's is it a, a dinosaur? Um, you know what? I like your crab thing. I like oh, the, I see. I like the carapace <laughs> idea. <laughs> yep. It's a creature. It, it doesn't really matter. It's a train. It's its own. It's oh, a train okay. creature. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it's nothing, there's no parallel on our planet at all? No. It's okay. some, some sort of proto-train <laughs> crawled if out I of the ocean. Thomas the Tank Engine side, would my hand go boing? Or would it go tang tang? I'm going to say it will go boing because if you look at their faces, they yes. they can manipulate their faces. See, in mine, it's just yeah. a soft face out of its carapace shell. Yeah, I know. But in yours, it's all part like of the same Krang creature. from Ninja Turtles. Yes, that's right. Yes, they're very good. That's yeah. right. Yes, Krang the you've, tank engine. We've we've developed the symbiotic mm. relationship between mm. the human train creature, yep. but wheels just don't evolve. Very difficult. Yes, like it, it, it makes no sense because like, it's difficult. It would have to be... Well, why? Let's go through that for a second. It's difficult. I've been reading into this actually. It's a really interesting point. Not because of this. I just because wheels are very simple object. Yeah. Why? I mean, change our civilization immeasurably to have wheels, and it's because you have to have an axle, and things have to rotate around the mm-hmm. axle. So blood vessels and muscles and things have to rotate they around. They wind. That's right, and then they break. And I think that's the problem with a wheel in a biological entity. Yeah. There are things like hoop snakes, which don't actually exist. Hoop snakes. Uh, but no, the, but there are, there are there's some that, creatures. Yes, they do. Uh, uh, what are they called? Um, pangolins. No. Yeah. Pang. Well, they, they form into balls. They don't roll around. Yeah, the little pangolins and yeah, yeah. Uh, aardvarks. Yeah, they, they roll up yeah. and they they move about like a single wheel. Do they? Do they move? They they roll. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I know there are snakes that have rolled down hills, things like that. Or am I just getting? Am I just getting? Oh dear. No, no. They they'll run and then they'll ball up and they'll roll down a hill. Oh, okay. Oh, they, they didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Didn't so know. yes, symbiotic relationship between the train creature and the human creature. Yes, but. Each of the wheels is a symbiotic relationship with a separate creature. Right. <laughs> I see. That so climbs the train on. creature sits on the ball creature, the wheel creature. The wheel creature. Just put- so the wheel creatures have evolved oh. to run along these naturally forming tracks. Yes. And then the train creature has evolved to use that to oh. get faster. I love that idea that one day there's a train creature just sitting there, like they're like halumphing along, halumph, 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 like big motions, wave yep. motions. And they see that they see the uh, the wheel creatures go wee, and they're like must eat, and they jump on them, and they get dragged halfway down the track, and they're like oh. This is a great thing. And the ones that can actually, instead of eating the ones they jumped on. Could the ones ride them. And ride them. And you got better at riding them. Could actually hunt bigger prey and get more energy. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. We are smart enough to make crap up to explain Thomas the Tank Engine as a biological creature. Your hermit crab is pretty good, though. <laughs> I think together they're good. Symbiosis, hermit crab, I, human symbiosis. I, I just can't wait to see that episode of Thomas the Tank Engine where Thomas is smashed open in a terrible accident. <laughs> and then his, like, his clawing yes. body comes out yes. and yeah. replaces oh, himself oh. in a Different shell. <laughs> All the kids. It, it, I wonder what the original shell looked like, though. Just a big hermit crab yeah, shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Have you seen that some people have now uh, are doing 3D printing of mm. transparent material, which is the right size for a hermit crab to climb into, and then they're putting that in their hermit crab tanks, and when the hermit crab outgrows its old shell, it climbs into the new shell, and it's walking around with a transparent castle on its back. Oh, that's very cute. Oh, so good. That's very good. Science, it's wonderful. Walk of shame! Walk, 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 walk of shame. In the walk of shame, mm. our audience, and sometimes each other, find the mistakes that we've made in previous podcasts, and we surprise each other with them. That's right. What is the first cab off the rank on the walk of shame? Uh, yes. uh, wait, are we taking a cab on the walk of shame? It's not a really a no, it's walk. A, it's not a drive of shame, it's a walk of shame. We're just walking from the cab rank. 
drunkenly. Okay, cool. It's, it's too late in the day and there's too many people there. We'll walk off. Yes, you made a comment in the past that gluten damages the stomach lining. And actually, it doesn't for people who are gluten intolerant. It doesn't. It's the cilia in the small intestines that are damaged, not the stomach lining itself. Celia in the, the small, small intestines. intestines. Oh, okay. There you go. That's, that's what gluten intolerance actually hurts. Uh, celiac disease and that sort of stuff. Okay. So that was something that you got wrong. But don't worry. The same person, this is fault from the forums, points out that I screwed up big time when it comes to talking about evolution. I dropped all sorts of racist crap when I discussed, yeah, months ago now, many, many episodes ago, when I mm-hmm. talked about Africans being more primordial. And I can't believe I said that, but I did. I went back and checked it. Wow. I said horrible things. And how that indigenous Australians are closer to the original beginning African human beings. Totally wrong! How does that... I don't remember you saying that. I did. I definitely did. I have to find out what it is. But yes, I did. All so, right. so Aboriginal people are not close to Africans at all. Because they... they, you know, they, they, they Their civilization has been around for 60,000 yeah, no, years. Yeah, no, didn't they become... Didn't they go Asian and then... No, no, no. They, no, they, they didn't. They're not Asian people. No, they're, they're, they're not at all. They, oh, they, okay. They, they, so the theory is that the out-of-Africa theory, depending which one you want to follow, won't go into right now again, but they followed the coastlines very quickly, mm-hmm. got into Australia quite quickly, mm-hmm. from the, from the, and would, stayed there. So they're not, they're not Asians. Asians split off from okay. other, other migrations later. So right. that's a separate thing. But I made a comment that they, therefore they're more primordial. I didn't mean that they were simple. I wasn't trying to, but I was saying that they're, no. they're connected to the original... Original, the bloodline. The blood, yeah, yeah. But, but that's all totally wrong. So the indigenous Australians actually are, of course, just as evolved, they've evolved much more, and they're very adapted for the Australian climate, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Uh, it also has been shown that there seems to be a large amount of Denisovian DNA, which wasn't in the cradle of civilization first humans, or the Africans, because they had to come out, the Denisovians weren't there, mm-hmm. Cro-Magnon. So they actually have a, a different ratio of Denisovian DNA as well. So ah. Neanderthal DNA and or Cro-Magnon or um, Homo sapien, sapien, whatever you want to call us, DNA as well. So yes, I'm sorry, Aboriginal people, I wasn't trying to be nasty about that. I wasn't trying to say that you were simple, but you had actually evolved quite a bit to survive for 60,000 years, which kind of makes sense. Well, everyone's evolving at the same sort of speed, depending on lifespan. I did kind of imply that they'd stopped as a a more primordial form, which was a bit weird of me to say. Um, The other thing I would say is about lactose. I made the comment that the African people can't can't deal with lactose as much as the people and it seems that's a totally skewed way of looking at it as well there are African people who can deal with lactose because they they drank the milk of the animals around them and they developed the ability just as much as the Europeans did it's just that more Europeans have developed the ability because we came from a smaller uh, seed stock where there was a lot more African people spread out over a much wider area so there are African people who can deal with it and there are Asian people who can deal with it there are Asian people who can't deal with it there are European people who can't deal with it. It is not as easy to go white people can, black people can't, yellow people kind of can. Mm. It's all that's yes, yeah, so I kind of did make a bit of a boo-boo there. Sorry about that. And um, you probably shouldn't call them yellow people either. But they're Orientals. <laughs> was I well white people uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh uh, look. That's not right, we're colorblind. Well the thing is I mean, colorblind. I, I'll, I'll say pink people, brown people, not quite as brown people. Is that right? I'm gonna say blue people, <laughs> orange people, and uh, yellow, oh, and beige I, people. Now I do feel bad. It's, and it's, now it's calling someone the yellow. I'm not. Oh goodness! I'm just. I'm the, I don't even know anymore. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't feel. I feel here like is I'm, all of our white guilt. I just. <laughs> we're not going to give you any resources, as per our government's wishes. Is that all of our thank yous are. <laughs> Uh, are in empty word, in word. and let's oh, not go no there. value so thank you not in any way freaking helpful yeah, well, yeah. thank you fault from the forums for putting me right about evolution i must admit i'm much more happy in the stars than i am rolling around the dna mm. of human beings you know what if you've got stuff share it with other people that's what i reckon yes dna what, what are you implying what no are, no i've got <laughs> uh why not hey, no, just, knock yourself out have fun kids let's move on to the next part of the shame because <laughs> this I feel is dangerous, dangerous territory. All Just right. Name them after Dan. I once told you that two animals had been to the moon. Yes. Do you remember what they were? Human beings? Yes. Uh... Damn. Oh, oh that weird, yeah, that's like that weird little buggy thing. Yes. 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 That's on our skin. A Demodex. Demodex. Thank yes. you. Yes. Turns out three animals have been to the moon. Right. Demodex follicularum mm-hmm. and Demodex brevis. They're very different. No, not really, but they're a bit different. They're two different species. Right. But they both live on almost all human beings. Okay. And so they've both very probably all been to the moon. Right. Okay, cool. 
Oh, well, there you go. Technically correct, the best kind of correct. Yeah. <laughs> you were right about those chips in but Who said that, Craig by the way? Who, um, said, who, put you, who put you right? Me. I found it. Oh, good. Excellent. Dan put yeah. Greg right. No, Dan no, put Dan, Dan right. Dan right. Dan put Dan right. Right. And so I put... But what made you think of it? I think I found it. Ah. I, I love reading about random, these random horrible chance. little bugs that are all... I, I spent a lot of my time reading about whatever is crawling all over me. <laughs> um, ladies. Ladies. <laughs> You were right. Woo-hoo! Now, we were talking about credit card chips and how you can go to the PayPass thing and just wipe it over Pay-pass. it. PayPass. thing and wipe it over Pay-pass. it. PayPass. And you can wipe it over it and it can send a little yes. signal, but yes. it needs power to do that. And yes. I, you said right. there must be a little capacitor in there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> And you were right. Oh, good. Hooray! Um, Full stop. About the inductive coupling of credit card chips having capacitors. The coils that are affected are capacitively charged. Right, okay. Yep. So cool. you're right about that? Yes. You move a metal bit of wire through a magnetic field and you create an electric charge. Yes. I, I don't know. I just, I, when I looked at it and read it, it said capacitively charged. Right. That sounds like what Greg said. Greg, that's what he said was his mouth. Good on Greg. <laughs> Good. Okay. I've been angry. So why was that a walk of shame? No, because I, I wasn't sure. I didn't oh, know. And well, I, well, and well, right. I wanted to say, yeah, you were dead right about that. Because you went, I think there should be a capacitor. I'm, I'm, and I went, I'm quite, I'm just confused about thinking, getting something right in the podcast. No, it's a walk of shame for, for me. Right. I basically said, who knows? No that's one could possibly idea. find who, out. No one could ever know. And then I found out and went, no, you're right. <laughs> Thank you, madame. That's very nice. So no walk of shame there. No oh, walking for phew. that one. Right. Oh, okay. So I showed a lot of anger towards this person earlier in the podcast. Michael Barnes. Michael Barnes. That my good friend, Michael Barnes. Uh, friend of the show, Michael Barnes. Now, uh, there was a... There was a... You've made one man very happy. <laughs> um, there was a... But that is not, that is not confirmed. I have no. to sign something. <laughs> now, he noticed that we were talking about a new type of warp drive that NASA oh, yes. had some wonderful... Like, the Abakari drive? It had big rings around it. Yes. You said that it bunches up space behind you and stretches out in front of you. Yes. He says, what I believe Greg Wire is referring to is the Alcubierre drive. Ah, Alcubierre drive, yes. In yes. 1994, a theoretical physicist by the name of Miguel Alcubierre, proposed the Alcubierre mat- metric mm-hmm. based on the solution of Einstein's field equations and blah, 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 math stuff. Science, math, yeah. By changing the <laughs> geometry of space mm. by creating a wave that would cause the fabric of space ahead of the spacecraft to contract and become smaller and the space behind it to expand, the ship would then ride the wave ah. inside a re- region of flat space known yes. as a warp bubble and would not move within this bubble but instead be carried along as the region itself moves due to the actions of the drive. Yes. This doesn't alter the fact that if such a drive was built that accomplished what Mr. Wah was proposing, mm-hmm. space banking up behind it yes. and space stretching out ahead of it, yes. what you would have created then is this spaceship with an anti-warp drive <laughs> uh, that would basically be almost impossible to get anywhere with unless you're in reverse. <laughs> Unless you were backing up, yeah, that's right. you're not going anywhere. You're back up. Because you've stretched space so far yes. that no matter how much you try it, you're not going to get anywhere yes. because Fair space enough. is too big behind you, yeah, in front yes, of you. Yes. And it, all, the, all the space is squished up behind you. Got it. Yes. So too big in front of you. Too so big as long as you put it a beep, 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 that whole universe will be full of people backing up. Yeah, but then the Doppler effect is going to make it sound beep, really beep, weird. Beep, 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 it's going to be like too high for the human beep, ear to hear. Beep, beep, as it like backs into you, and then as it goes away from you, it's going to be subsonic. So it's going to run over you. Couldn't you go subsonic, and then you're going to evacuate your bowels. Couldn't you just turn the ship around? Yeah, but you, you could you could do a UE in reverse. Yes, but you're still going backwards, Craig. Back- yeah, you could do a U-turn and you could back up to your destination. Yes, but that's a stupid thing to do. But the back. But, <laughs> what happens if your spaceship is a big ball? There's no back and front. It's just a big ball. Oh, you've you've. Let me assure you. Your spaceship is a big ball. <laughs> you know what I've missed since no. you went away and what we have had you the missed? special. Me? We did the is it me? I missed you and we did my sparkling repartee. I've also missed the song. Oh no, I haven't missed that at all. No, come on, we've got some lovely songs. Oh, it's been lovely. Just the just, just the silence, <laughs> the silence, and the vague, vague call of my wife going. These fucking midges! What is wrong with these things? Let's go. This is a terrible thing to do. Oh God! Get me in the car. Oh, they're in my nose. They're in my nose. Well, this should be better than that. Hopefully. So relaxing. <laughs> it should be better than that. So this is Sarah Donna, and she does a great little song called "The Rebuttal of Schrodinger's 
cat. Is Sarah Donna a, like a like an element or something or a spice? Sarah Donna sounds like a spice. Time the brain. Uh, he got shot in the Sarah Donna. Got shot in the Sarah Donna, yes. Schrodinger's Cat by Sarah Donner. That was really sweet. I, th- I knew you'd like it. You know I knew you'd like it. It's uh, got the most annoying instrument in the universe in it. That's not the Vuvuzela. The human voice? That's not, <laughs> it's not the Vuvuzela. It's the ukulele. I don't mind a ukulele. I know you don't. You're all about the uke. You're a uke master. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I would, I, don't be silly. I, I, I know my way around a uke. I, I was given a uke. A ukulele? I think I call it a ukulele. People call it ukes. No, is that just a thing? not if you're a t- uh, unless you're a tosser. Oh, okay, rough enough. Right. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to do it if you're very, very good. <laughs> I got a kid uh, got given a ukulele for my birthday four years ago, and I've never taken it out of the packet. I'm very proud of that. I managed to just go. Oh God, it's a small guitar. I better water it and make it something realistic. Well, That's- I thought people who called them ukes were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you. <laughs> Because she's all dressed up as a cat and that. It's all yes. about a cat. Yes. I think I'm starting to change my position mm-hmm. on domesticated animals. Your super position? <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, thank you. Um, the cats, I've always felt it's a bit... You hate animals. Yeah. I, I, you I, really is like I don't like... You kill them with the drop of a hat. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, pull back, pull back. Okay, pull back. <laughs> the, I've never been really strong on the idea of domesticating animals. I mm. feel that the idea that human beings sort of bend them to their will yes. to go, oh, oh we'll oh, do this. On. And then I'm like, oh, I don't... So I'm like, okay, so if it's, if it's valuable... Yes. to us and it yeah. helps with our survival like sheep dogs and stuff i don't mind training them or m- hmm. getting cats into to mouse for us and stuff yeah but then suddenly there's pets that we've neotenized them and we breed them yep. just so that they're our playthings in our but, lives but also they, they decrease pressure and tension and things like that it's been shown you, to have an effect you've said this and uh, and yeah, it's, been shown, I, it's been shown i know i know and that's 
And, that, and, and I can see some value are, there. Uh, but you I, are a hypochondriac. You would love to have an animal. Go, I, I'm dying. Oh, pussycat. I've got cancer. The cat go, no, no, no. You can forget about things like toxoplasmosis oh, that they yes. can bring into the house. Oh, can, no. Just because wait, I... Cha- don't make jokes about people's cats. Oh, no. I made the joke. I, I was in a bit of a playful mood and I saw it on Twitter. Someone was like, oh, a friend of mine was like, oh, look, look what's in the house. Look what's just been invited into the house. And there's a little picture of his really cute kitten lying on a cat, like a brand new kitten. And I went back... Yay! Toxoplasmosis! And the person got really upset. They're like, oh, it's only an adult cat. You don't get it. I'm like, oh, I was just making a joke. Your cat's lovely. I don't, don't, don't do it, man. Yeah, your do cat it. is not lovely. <laughs> it's filled with toxoplasmosis. But I'm starting to change. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I don't want dogs and cats in my life. Oh, right. Awful, horrible oh, things. God. But, but what happened I'm, to you? Midges? You want lots of midges? Oh, I adore them. I adore little things. They're <laughs> so cute. They're, they're so close to my heart. Um, <laughs> the, but, <laughs> because I, I've always found it a bit nut. The idea that human beings bend these animals to their yeah, will, absolutely, just so that they can go and genetically be delighted the heck out of them yeah, for years, just yeah. to be delighted at these when they come home. The dog's like, "You're great." Yeah. It's like, "Oh yes, I am great. I'm I'm Homo sapien, and I'm great. Thank you, canine." <laughs> so, I've, I've, Canis, Canis, well done, you. Yeah, and so I've, 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 it, that hasn't sat well with me. Sure, but I learned a little bit recently that has made me go, "Oh, actually, when we first met, mm. Canis, Canis, mm. we didn't." just uh, go canis lupus canis lupus yeah we didn't just go well we're gonna make them mm. bite them to no. basically the dogs the wolves had just as much decision in that de- yes as, the, yeah. as we did yes and we actually evolved together to form a symbiotic relationship yeah of them benefiting from being with us mm. and us benefiting from being with them mm-hmm. and and I, I realized it was actually a very arrogant point of me to go oh. homo sapiens are making all Change. the calls yeah, because they yeah. haven't been making all no, the no, calls no we can actually find Things that have changed in us because of dogs, yeah. because of cats. Yeah, there are there are evolutionary changes. Toxoplasmosis. Uh, Toxoplasmosis. One, one. Yes, we like to hide on top of branches and get it plucked off by birds. It, yes, there is something about we have we are different because of it. I'm always fascinated by cats. There's been evidence that cats when they're upset or questioning, make a cry which is eerily similar to the cry of a newborn human baby. And they only do that with humans, don't yes, they? Yes, they, they, they know that we get attracted to the sound of our own young and therefore they go, wow, and we go, oh, it's a baby, must hold the baby. Yeah, cats don't meow to each other. Not like that, not, not, not like that, that pitch, not, not that like pitch. A... They're like, ah! That's what they only scream. They, always scream yeah. they hate each other. God, cats hate each other. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I can, oh, I, I can, that's one thing cats and I agree with is other cats suck. I'm really sorry about blowing out your thing. Yeah, really sorry about blowing out the mic and yes. the equipment. Yes. How about my f***ing eardrum? Welcome back, Dad. What? <laughs> you have been listening to Greg at smartenough.org. And you have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. It's an absolute pleasure to have you back, Dan. I'm glad you didn't get killed in the Highlands of Scotland, which may be its own separate country by the time this podcast comes out. Oh, that would be exciting. Well, yeah, either or, way. Or, or either way, yeah. It's, I, I, I have no preference. I saw this wonderful thing on Facebook where it was like, Scotland was like, I'm leaving you. And England was like, you can't. And Scotland's like, it's too late. And England goes, I'm pregnant. What would he give birth to? The Shetlands? Well, no, a little, another one, little tiny prince. Oh, yeah, see, the prince, uh, Kate yeah, Middleton is. Uh, yes, I, yeah. I read a great theory that actually she got knocked up. They, she got knocked up so that they could they could uh, have a baby. So everyone want to leave. You're like, you, she, what? It made no sense. It's like, oh no, I love I, that. I, I used to the idea that James Bond burst through the window like three months ago. Like, da da da, about boom, da 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 da. Scotland, it has to stay. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And also on Facebook at SE2KB. And you can make us very happy by going to iTunes and rating us or giving a little review. And you haven't been. Yeah. You. Not the people who have. Not you and you and you who definitely have. Yeah, you guys are good. You guys, you guys you, are solid. You. 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 Yes. Yes, you. you I'm, no, no, no. Don't look around. I'm, no. I'm in your head and I'm talking to you. You haven't. We know you haven't because we know how many listeners we have and how many people rate people on iTunes. And you've just... 
Yeah, you've let us down. We've, we've spent like us, eight hours making us. this individual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and that's not and a reason. You, all you need to do is spend oh. like 60 seconds. I know sec- it's confusing. You've uh, got to go to yeah, iTunes yeah, and then you've yeah, got yeah. to type in the search thing. And iTunes stories. But you're smarter than there, Steve Jobs or, yeah. or Jonathan Ives. Is it Jonathan Ives? Jonathan Ivey? I don't know. Is it Steve Tim Jobs? Cook? You're, Tim Cook. Oh, God, there's another one. Did they, did Johnny Ives. Oh, did yeah, Johnny Ives, did he die? Did he die? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. So anyway. You're smarter than those Apple people, those geniuses, so-called. Yeah. Go into the iTunes and show them how clever you are. But we've been getting lots of really good um, conversations in t- Twitter. People we don't know, people I've never talked to before, are coming and actually on at SC2KB and talk to us. And we love to talk back to you. We love to have conversations with you. So please, we will probably write back to you and say, hey, how are you doing? So feel free. We love to have conversations. Mm. Or at the while, or at DNA Beast for Dan as well. And we can you know chat to us on there as well. We'd love to talk to you. Sounds good. And as we always like to say... Magic! Magic! Oh, God! Ah! I'm just a little bit quieter, I think. That's okay. Uh, I think you're just a little bit further away from the mic, but... Um, I can get right on... No, that's fine. I can get I'm, right on this bad boy. No, I've already... Now, now it's too loud. Move the back. Get back from the microphone. (laughs) You dropped the beat. Craig, the human beatbox choked to death today. (laughs) He choked on some fat beats. (laughs) For goats. He was arguing, he was going, no, I'm absolutely right. And I'm sitting there going, I want to write you a letter to say, mm. oh, my God, don't just spout crap that you don't understand. That's our job. Uh, <laughs> I was watching you as a pot getting blacker and blacker and blacker. <laughs> oh, oh, so much hate. That's the spirit. <sighs> now it's time to warm ourselves to our audience. <laughs>